Um, I'm an Irish Catholic, which means I'm different from all you people. Don't, don't, don't clap. I'm an Irish Catholic, different from all you people. All you hell-bound people. <laughs> different because you're all born in hospitals and backs of taxis and in hay barns. I was born in sin. <laughs> Which means I don't want to be happy. <laughs> Happiness is so boring. Happy, 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 happy. It's like a long straight road and you know every single house you're going to pass by for the next ten years. Happy, 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 happy. Happy, 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 happy. Like it's so boring. And you say to hell with this. I want to take off all my clothes and drink whiskey with midgets in the rain. <laughs> Set ducks on fire. That's why you get excited when you discover a little side road off to the left. And you go, I wonder what's down here. Educated but easily led women, I hope. I'm sure it'll catch up with the main road later. But it doesn't. You end up living in the woods with a man called Clem who has no teeth and a dog called Spatula. <laughs> I spent some time in North America, and I, I, in California. I didn't like it very much. Everybody there wants to kind of live to be a million, eat all the right vegetables, and this kind of obsession with health doesn't really sit well with the Irish appetite for self-destruction. <laughs> are you going out tonight, Tommy? Yes, I am. How many beers are you going to have? I'm sorry, I don't understand the question. <laughs> I couldn't put a number on that type of thing. I don't know, a small child full of beer. <laughs> I went into this bar in Sacramento, I went up to the bartender and said, excuse me, can I have a bottle of Miller, please? And he said, do you have any identification? I said, my teeth? I'm sorry, sir, we're going to need a driver's license or a passport. Mrs. Why, are we going somewhere? <laughs> I don't know what particular religion you're afflicted with up here in Montreal, ladies and gentlemen. My views on religion are quite specific. Whatever religion you believe in, ladies and gentlemen, I will respect it, but I won't take it seriously. <laughs> it's like, whatever God you believe in, maybe he exists. You know, maybe, maybe the three main deities all live together in a flat in heaven. God, Muhammad, and Buddha. Imagine God as a kind of a Jewish lawyer who turned Catholic around the same time Bob Dylan went electric. <laughs> Muhammad is a really grumpy guy who nobody trusts because he makes all his women dress up like assassins. <laughs> and Buddha as a fat little guy who sits around all day farting, eating grapes. Buddha would not have looked well on a cross. <laughs> not unless it was a reinforced cross <laughs> with a little seat for him. I flew over here, ladies and gentlemen, because I, I thought it'd take too long to walk. Uh, <laughs> the longest flight I ever took was I once flew to Australia. You know, and I flew with British Airways, and British Airways have a policy on their long-haul flights. The flight takes 24 hours, okay? British Airways have a policy on their long-haul flights of complimentary alcohol on a 24-hour flight. 
I want to translate that for you now. That's free drink for an entire day. <laughs> I want you to imagine you come in here. Imagine what that's like. You come in here. They bolt the door behind you. <laughs> they then strap you into a seat and say, for the next 24 hours, the drink is going to be free. So I thought I ordered the brave men of Irish revolutionary politics to drink as much free British liquor as I could. <laughs> in the seat, the plane takes off and we level off at a cruising altitude, which means something else in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm sitting there in my seat and I go, ding, ding. And the air hostess comes down and I say, hello. Before we start, I just want to establish the rules. <laughs> the drink is free and you can't throw me out. <laughs> she said, yes. I said, let the games begin. <laughs> I'll have a double vodka and orange juice, please, and one for my invisible friend. She goes away, she brings it back and goes, ah. Ding, ding. <laughs> she comes down, I say, did anybody ever tell you? You're a fine looking woman, do you know that? Does your family own any land? <laughs> I'll have another double vodka and orange juice, please, and one for my invisible friend. She goes, my ding, ding. And that's when they start getting grumpy. Because they have this fear of a plane full of drunk Irish people flying across the world. <laughs> As if it would be, right, everybody over this side of the plane! Whoa! There's a lot of things you're supposed to do now, ladies and gentlemen, before you die. One of the things you're supposed to do now, you're supposed to tell your father that you love him. Sensitive people are always having these conversations, you know. Artistic poets. I've won the Pulitzer Prize for poetry. I've won the Nobel Prize for literature. I've had my lyrics encased in a tomb and sent to the moon, but I never told my father I loved him. <laughs> Actors, you know. John, have you ever told your father that you loved him? No, 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 I haven't. Why not? Because I don't. <laughs> I've got an Irish father, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to tell him that I loved him, just to see what would happen next. <laughs> He's a very easygoing man. He's a, he works as an agricultural advisor, which means he goes around the farms of Ireland giving farmers advice. Stuff like, ah, no, I wouldn't tell her. Enjoy the rest of the show. My name is Bob Dylan. Thank you very much. Good night. I'm 28 years old and I'm in show business. So, you know, if things go well, my wife hasn't even been born yet. Really, I want to be so rich that when I say, yo, brother, what's up? I'm not saying hello. I'm asking, what are you doing in my neighborhood? <laughs>